an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Here is important because that's where the adversary would try to trick us up. He gets us thinking things that are contrary. We may dwell on thoughts or whatever, and we'll get into some of that. But the important part is right in here. Because we'll look at, well, we'll look at several verses this evening. But one in particular that I'm thinking about, it's from Jesus, and it's all in red. And it's very clear, definitive promises in there. So it's our job to believe those. We need to take and get a hold of it. All right, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and pray then as we get going. Father, I thank you for our time together this evening. I thank you for these members of the body of Christ that have an ear to hear what the Spirit says unto the church. I thank you for them being here this evening. We ask your blessing upon everybody that's here, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. We will choose right now, we'll make an adjustment within ourselves that we have an ear to hear what the Spirit says unto the church especially that which we're talking about in, in these sessions. So, Father, we yield ourselves to you. We give you entrance and place into our lives, and we declare that we have an ear to hear and we desire to hear this evening. So I speak your blessing upon all that's said and done here this evening, and we receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> the Holy Ghost is the teacher, for sure. He can help us to understand things. I'll be saying something in English. Who knows what language he's going to give it to you in. But the point being, he's got the ability to get that thought to you. So that you can see it. So that you can then receive it. So you can take it and get a hold of it. <clears throat> and that's what we need. We, we need to be cooperating with him. Is that last song, one of the last songs they were singing there. You know, he never stops working. He's always working. Whether we understand it or not, whether we think it or not, Spirit of God is always there. He's never present help in the time of need. So, and we're going to depend upon him this evening. <clears throat> All right, let me, uh, let me get my device open. We'll turn to that first scripture on top, the 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. Uh, get rid of that one. What was that? Well, we'll be sure and dock you a little pay on that one. So. <coughs> At least I'm off. Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. <clears throat> Hallelujah. We all have ears to hear what the Spirit says to us tonight, right? Yes. He absolutely will speak to us as we're ready. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The word stronghold. <clears throat> Holding like a castle or stronghold. A fortress. In other words, it's something that the adversary would like to have implanted in our minds that's not in agreement with the kingdom of God, and then that was, that's, that's their present to be working in us is what he's hoping for. <clears throat> but we need to recognize the things that are not from God and then believe that part of the word also. We can speak to those things, although we can't see them. Though we can see each other this evening. We can see our papers and all that. You might not be able to see your thoughts that the adversary is trying to lie to us with, but we can recognize they're not part of the kingdom of God. And so therefore, we don't want to give them place in our lives. And let's see. Verse 5. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalteth itself against 
the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now that's a task that you and I will have to do continually. We need to recognize what it is. The adversary would like to come plant something, something, a thought, a noem or whatever it says in the Greek that is not from God's word. It's not part of God's kingdom. He wants to deter us with that. So we recognize what those are. And so we cast down these imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. When the police get a call and they go out and there's a scuffle, whatever's going on, they go out and put the cuffs on these people, whatever they are, and they plan on taking them to the pokey. Well, they're putting them in captivity. They may not want to go to the pokey, but whatever they've done is going to warrant that, and so they're taking them into captivity, so to speak. That's what the adversary is trying to do to us and with us by these imaginations and strongholds he places in our mind that do not agree with the Word of God. And that's part of our job to recognize. That's why I'm saying up here is going to be a lot of what we have to do this evening. But in reality, it's coming in here because it's our spirit man that's going to be able to recognize these things. It's our spirit man that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to and reveal these things to us so we can cooperate with him in those areas. <clears throat> okay, now we'll look at a few of the notes on that top paragraph there, if you will. <clears throat> Bring your thoughts into the obedience of Christ. You and I have thoughts. Sometimes we have thoughts that may not line up with the kingdom of God and the word of God. And the adversary like to bring that thought to us. It can vary, probably as varied as the number of people that are in here this evening. Whatever, whatever thing he's trying to deal with us on or seduce us in or something. So bring your thoughts into the obedience of Christ. We pull down strongholds and cast down imaginations with our voice, the spoken word of God. We want to speak the word of God that covers these things, and that's what we're going to use. And we're going to find that throughout this evening. And we say, well, how, I thought we were talking about finances. Well, we are. But we want to... We want to be able to handle more finances. We want to be blessed so that we can be a blessing to others, yes. above and beyond. And so we need to cooperate with the Word of God and the Spirit of God so He can line us up so we'll fit in there. So He'd be able to entrust us with that. It says, He that's faithful with little, well, He can be faithful with much. But if He's not faithful with a little, He's not going to get much out of the kingdom of God anyhow. Now in the natural some situation in the world, something you had going on, you may get more. But generally speaking, if you're not faithful in the little, then you won't be faithful in the much. <clears throat> so we pull down strongholds and cast down imaginations with our voice. That'll be important. You say, what's that got to do with money? Because you'll pray one time and you'll feel good about it and you're even praying in the Holy Spirit and you're asking God for this thing and his word says he will give it to us. We'll look at some of those. But then a little later on, ah, I'm not feeling quite like I did that time I prayed. I have this negative thought that I'm dealing with right now. And so our voice is extremely important. We need to yield our voice. The word of God is what we need to speak and recognize that's going to take care of the adversary. In reality, he is no match for us. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. But our voice is important. And again, we'll see that in several places as we go through here. A stronghold is, now this would be my definition, any system of thinking that is contrary to the will of God. And that's what the devil wants to get you and I on. He wants us to be dwelling on these other things but we need to be dwelling on the Word of God in, in any area in all areas. In this area of finances, we'll, we'll be dealing with that. A stronghold is any system of thinking that is contrary to the will of God. Do you suppose you had a system of thinking prior to your new birth that was contrary to the kingdom of God? I would say we pretty much guarantee it. And in many cases, 
even after we come into it, because we, we need to learn. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Only when we can understand and gain some of it, then we can go on and put these things into practice. So we won't have to be dealing with these systems of thinking that are contrary to the Word of God. That which the devil has sown, that's where it's coming from. The Word of God is the constitution of the kingdom of God, that which we live by. We live by the Word of God. Man just does not get by just on bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And so that's how we're going to live. In God's kingdom is by his word, by his grace, and all he supplied us with. We exercise our authority with our confession. But how does that come into play? Well, just like we just mentioned, you're, you're going to be we'll look at some verses as we get down there in a while. Uh, You'll be praying about a situation matter having to do with finances or it could be having to do with anything, but then you're choosing to believe God on that. Well, my goodness, a night went by and nothing happened. Another whole day and the weekend went by and it isn't here yet. What's going on? Adversary trying to get us to doubt. But we'll go back and we'll see some verses. I'll point them out as we go along that Jesus has made very definite, clear hard to be misunderstood promises to us. And that's what we need to be able to stand on. That's where our confession comes in when we don't feel like it doesn't look like it's working. But we need to speak what the Word of God says because that's what we choose to believe in our heart. <clears throat> uh, Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, and we'll look at verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And and's a conjunction. If there wasn't something said before you got to this word and, there'd be no reason to have the word and there. And's a conjunction. It's connecting one thought to another thought or tying it with it. He says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? So we're not going to be conformed to this world and this world system in the area of finances. God has much, much more for us in the area of finances than this world system. This world system is what we know. We grew up in it. We got a job. We earned some money that way and all. But God's kingdom is different than that. And we'll see a few of those this evening also. And many of these things uh, we have discussed before, but it does us good to remind ourselves of these things and keep it present in our minds. <clears throat> All right, let me look at a couple of these. This word conformed. <clears throat> conformed to the same pattern. Well, we don't want to be conformed to the same pattern of the world system. We want to be conformed to the kingdom of God and the word of God. How about being transformed? What do you suppose transform means? <clears throat> to change into another form. <clears throat> change and transfigure. And so we want, is it, this context is saying be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, we're right back up here again. That mind is important. But we need to get that thing renewed from some of the things it's thought and acted upon, acted upon before in the area of finances. And we need to get our mind in agreement with the kingdom of God so that we can cooperate with the kingdom of God so he can work in us and through us. He wants to bless us. I hope you can understand that. He, you cannot bankrupt God. 
I don't care what figure you're thinking about, you cannot bankrupt God. There's no such thing. I mean, if, if he could possibly run out of something, and I strongly doubt it, all he's going to do is make more. Right. I mean, he's not going to lack in anything. And so we don't worry about bankrupting God. How many zeros you got to put behind that? You know what? He wants to see us start putting some zeros behind those things. So it can be a blessing in your life, and you can bless others. That's what it, it isn't just us. It's not going to stop with us. Or it's not intended to stop with us. He does not mind us having it. He wants it to be a conduit that we can allow it to flow through us. <clears throat> What'd you say? Uh, she was sneezing in tongues, I think. Whatever. So. <laughs> We exercise our authority with our confession in any area, but it is going to come to pass and include this area of finances as well. Our confession is going to be what we read in the Word of God, what it tells us about a specific condition that we're facing that's going on in our life right now in the area of finances. That's how we're going to do it. <coughs> uh, Let's move on to Titus then, I guess. Titus 3, 5. I would hope that when you have the study sheets, that you look at them sometimes after a class session. Just don't let that be the end of it, because you probably will not get anything. That's why I put many scriptures and stuff down uh, so that we can look at this other, look at these things afterwards and remind ourselves. Remind ourselves. <clears throat> Titus 3 and 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. The washing of regeneration, I think, would be referring to about being water baptized when somebody's saved, when that's how you're born again, you're regenerated. But then he says, and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Let's look at that word, renewing. I'm sure I looked out, but I can't say it, I remember it. A renewal is a renovation, a complete change for the better. When somebody re models their house, they're changing things around. Well, this particular word, a renewal, renovation, a complete change for the better. And so, the renewing of the Holy Ghost, who's going to do the renewing? Us or the Holy Ghost? We're the ones that need the renewing, but the Holy Ghost is going to be the one that enables it and causes it to come to pass in our life. He that hath an ear, let him hear. We have to have an ear. And <clears throat> when we read the Word of God, especially if you're reading the Word of God aloud, you're going to hear it in the natural ears anyhow. And then the Holy Ghost can speak and show us things, and that's going to cause a renewing to come to pass. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. That's what the Spirit of God is going to be enabling and helping us with in this area that we're looking at in finance. He's going to help us renew our mind to be in agreement with the Word of God and the Kingdom of God. And we allow the way the world systems will find out it's contrary to the things in the kingdom of God. <clears throat> All right, I got a little red dot here next to this next one, so it must be good when we get to it. <clears throat> John chapter 14. Not that any of it's not good. We may think that sometimes, but John the 14th chapter in the 12th to 14th verse. Oh my goodness, look at this. Look at all the red on that page. Is yours get red on it? Uh-huh. <clears throat> John 14, 12 to 14. 
Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. Now, if we can remember back when we were newly born again, and I guess it would depend on the the church you grow up in at that time and how they were teaching the word of God or not. But if you'd read this and said, he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also, uh, I'd be questioning that one. Wouldn't be looking at that a whole lot. Whatever. I don't know if I can ever do that. Well, <clears throat> it's in red. This is Jesus saying it. He knows exactly what he's talking about and we can do those things. And that's what he's encouraging us to see and how and why we can do them. <clears throat> He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. What would that have anything to do with it? Just for a side note. Why would Jesus say, in greater works when these will do, because I'm going to the Father? When Jesus went to the Father, guess who came? The Holy Ghost. That's why he says, you know, a whole lot greater than I did. Because now we're going to have the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ on earth right now. His physical body is not here, but it is right here. We're it. We're the body of Christ. And if there's hundreds and thousands and tens and thousands of millions of believers on planet earth, they should be doing a whole lot more than what Jesus was able to do himself when he was here. So that's, that's part of what that's referring to right there. <clears throat> uh, verse 13. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, uh, I'll think about it. Let me check your record and see if you're doing all right last week. Uh, did you get mad, mad at so and so or whatever? No, it doesn't say that. This is in red. We 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 better believe this part of it. If we're going to be born again, believers in the kingdom of God, then we need. We certainly want to be believing this. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Now I got a question for you. Well, what if we ask something in His name? It had to do with that money thing they're talking about in this church. What if you start talking about money, digging back and say, I don't want to hear any of that junk, no. He's not going to say that, right? When you're talking to him about money, you think he knows what you're talking about? And why would he make such a blank check? Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That should encourage us to see that he's dealing with us. Whatsoever. Obviously he can do with healing. Obviously he can do with teaching. Obviously he can do with all kinds of things, good works. But it can certainly have to do with finances also. Jesus cannot lie, is he? I don't think, I've never, I never heard of him lying. I don't recall seeing a scripture that I looked it up and was talking about Jesus lying on that one. No, he's not lying on that one. <clears throat> if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now this is one of the verses I was talking about previous. When the adversary wants to come along and, come along and give us thoughts that are not agreeable with the Word of God. We prayed about something it hasn't happened yet and we're beginning to wonder about it. If it goes on more than a couple more days or however long we're not only going to be wondering about it, we might be grumbling about it. Oh my goodness, you do that? And even to Sister Susie and Bobby Lulu or whoever else is around, that could happen. Now we don't want to do that. We want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We want to understand and see that's no good. That's not going to help us. That's not going to aid us. And so when we're in a situation like that, when it looks like it might not be working, and for whatever situation you begin to get down some or whatever, this is where our confession comes in again. 
how we said we overcome with that confession. We need to speak what the Word of God has said. And this would be a good one to go to. These, these three verses where we happen to choose to read right there are all in red. This is Jesus talking. Has to be true. And even if we were in a grumbling situation because it hadn't, right, hadn't happened right now or something, go look these things up. Feast your eyes on these things and start reading those out aloud. Reading the Word out aloud, and guess what? You're going to start remembering and agreeing with the Word of God again because of the spirit man within you. But we may have allowed things to get us down somewhere or whatever. And that's where the adversary have gains in many people in the body of Christ in the area of finances because they don't, may not, obviously don't fully understand it, but they don't see it working right off for them. Well, we can't give up. I mean, what do we do? Give up after four weeks when we got born again and said, ah, this thing ain't working. I'm going back to something else. No. I mean, some may have done that. Who knows? That would, that would certainly have a lot to do had a lot to do with what type of church they were in also. If they're getting fed the Word of God, if they're seeing anything. So but we didn't give up right off. Same in this area. We cannot just let it slack and go by and forget it because it didn't work out this one time. At least that's what we thought. We need to stand in there, overtake things with our confession, profess the Word of God, what it says about our life in this area, and stay with that. And then that gives the Spirit of God something to work with. <clears throat> if you ask anything in Jesus' name, he will do it. That's what he said. And we need to be reminding ourselves of that. When it doesn't look like it might be going right now, the way I thought, with a certain amount of money or whatever the situation was. <clears throat> Philippians 4.19. Got to move right along. Philippians 4.19. Another one we may be familiar with. Philippians 4.19 says this, But my God shall supply all your need according to his welfare in glory by Christ Jesus. Get the monitor out. Something happened there. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Supply. Let's look that word up. <clears throat> Means to cram a net. To furnish. <clears throat> to be perfect. A perfect supply. He shall supply all of our need. So look need up. Oops. Not by hitting that button, I won't. Necessity. Needs are necessities, that which we have. He'll supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, let's see if this riches is a phony word mistranslated here or something. Okay, plutos in the Greek. The first definition, wealth, capital W, E-A-L-T-H. Fullness, literally, money, possessions, abundance, richness, riches. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about money. It's talking about finance. It's talking about riches. And what was the context that was in? He says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He doesn't have the riches and glory up there just for him. It's just a storehouse. We need it down here in Planet Earth to get things done. He knows that. And he wants to be able to aid us with that as we cooperate with him. <clears throat> our Father shall supply all our need from his riches by Christ Jesus. He has the goods, so to speak. He wants you and I to have them. See, this is part of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hear what this word says on this subject and then take it and get a hold of it. Allow it to become a part of our life and then begin to operate in it. Like I was saying last week, it really doesn't matter if you're, if you're talking about a dime you start with or $10,000. This doesn't make any difference. Just start with something and allow him to prove it. 
Allow him to prove it to you. And when you see something happen, with that, that's, that's insignificant, that dime. I'm not going to do that. A dime, that's crazy. What are you going to do with a dime? Well, what you're going to do with a dime might not be too much, but what do you suppose he can do with a dime? <coughs> well, take a dime times 100 if you want to see what that all of a sudden comes into. But he wants us to be in, to make a decision to get going with his kingdom. This is part of the word of God, is it not? I haven't brought in no Saturday Night Digest or something we're going to read and look in and see what they think about it. This is the Word of God. This is the Bible. This is what it is saying to us. Jesus himself in red on the same subject. <clears throat> okay, I have another statement here below that Philippians 4.19. The reason we try to supply our own needs is because of a system of thinking and thoughts that we have accepted from the kingdom of darkness, which would be lies. And no aimer, if you will. We hear these wrong thoughts that have come into our lives someplace, many times way back in history someplace, before we even became born again. But then when we begin to look in the Word of God again in this area of study and find out what it's saying, He wants us to have these things. They were designed for us. They absolutely were designed for us. <clears throat> and so... We've thought about the world system. We don't want to think about the world system anymore. God's kingdom far surpasses the world system. And that's what he would like us to operate in. And guess what? That is how the kingdom of God operates. And that's why we're blessed to have teaching here on the kingdom of God. It, it can, can and is making a difference in our lives. And even in this area right here in finances. He wants to do much, much more for us. My God shall supply all you need according to his riches and glory in glory by Christ Jesus. Luke 6.38. Now this might be one of those verses. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. When you get to it, you'll see. Whoa, look at all the red. My goodness, somebody painting the town with blood rent Sherman Williams paint or something. <clears throat> Now, as you're looking at your Bible or your device, whatever you have there, Luke 6.38 is all in red. This is Jesus Christos himself talking, teaching, speaking, relating. Luke 6.38 says this. Give, Luke 6.38, yeah. Give and it shall be given unto you. Well, that's pretty strong right out of the gate. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. What do you mean? It wasn't even an angel who was going to come along and drop it off or something, or a stalk or a bird or something? Shall men give into your bosom? Well, what makes you think men will give you anything? You leave that up to him. You do your part, you see what he can work out. Because at the beginning when it said give, guess who you're probably going to be giving to? You're not going to be giving to that bird or that stock or any other fowl here. You're probably going to be giving to a man, man or a woman. God created a male and female. That would be one of the areas he would give into, whether it's an individual, an individual need, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a church, whatever it is, there's human beings there. That would be what we give to. And so God is saying this thing's got reciprocity built into it. You give, it's going to be given to you. <coughs> given, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Probably most of us in here know what a measuring cup is. If you go to make a little recipe, you can tell with a quarter cup of this, or a half a cup of this, or three quarters of a cup of this, or whatever, or a teaspoon or a tablespoon of this. It's a measuring. And so the way you measure, again, that example, you maybe only measured out 10 cents. It doesn't make any difference. I hop on that because I want, hopefully, trying to get the importance of it across. We do not have to be giving $50, $100, $1,000, some big large figure. And maybe we'd all like to do that. Guess what? We probably will someday. 
the more we learn about his scripture and we walk in that and he can trust us with more, you will. I don't have time to get off of that because it's not in tonight's schedule, but I remember the first time I absolutely wanted, because the message that was declared, the teaching was declared, I wanted to give $1,000. I absolutely did. But the only problem was I didn't have $1,000. But you know what? I eventually got $1,000, and I remember the first time I sold $1,000. I'm not saying any of this to brag. I'm just trying to tell you, we've got to start someplace. That's what I'm saying. Don't discount the dime or whatever the dollar figure is. He can use it. And from that time to this, I've given multiple times of multiples of thousands of dollars. Big deal. Good for you. Okay. <clears throat> Let me read it one more time. Give and it shall be given. It shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. I suggest you that is a promise from Jesus the Christ, the head of the church. He does not lie. And so when we go to step out, maybe with that dime, a quarter, whatever it was, and it didn't, didn't look like it was working, do not give up on that. Do not give the entrance, any entrance to the devil to come align, try to get us off the thing again. Have your profession and your confession ready. This is what I believe about the Word of God. And then you look it right up, and you have a sheet, and you speak that to him. <coughs> okay, let me move along here. It only gets better. Here we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. <clears throat> I remember one of the... Let me find my place here first. I can't say it was the very first time, probably not, but one of the first times we ministered here a long time ago on finances, we did a detailed study on 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9. Two chapters, almost exclusively, the entirety of the chapters is having to deal with money and finances. You don't normally find two whole chapters divided or centered on one particular subject. But you do there, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. But we're looking at 2 Corinthians 9. We're going to read from verse 6 to 8. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Sparingly, in this case, doesn't mean, because of the examples I've been using, doesn't mean 10 cents or a quarter. That's not what this word means. Because we all have to start, so don't think it's that. When it says... <coughs> He would so you know what I'm going to do? If I can get my page to stay right here, I'm going to click on it so I can give you the verbatim. That word sparingly means abstemiously. Oh, thank you a lot. That really helped out. <clears throat> but abstemiously means stingy and then sparingly. Stingy. Well, how's God know I'm giving only stingy? He sees a whole lot more than you and I may know. He knows our heart. And so he's just saying, if you're doing that stingily, I mean, in other words, I don't want to pack with this 10 cents for crying out loud. I want to buy a package of peanut butter crackers or something. I, I don't know if I want to do this. Well, if you sow sparingly, that's how you're going to reap it sparingly. He's the one that said it. <clears throat> If you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. Let's look that one up then, just to put it in context. <clears throat> now, bountifully, we could think like a great big basket, right? That one did it stingily. They gave a half a mint julep or something or whatever. Piece of old gum. They did it stingily. And so you would think bountifully, maybe a great big basket of mint juleps in or something. But this is interesting. We would have covered this before, but that's where we need to refresh our minds and look again. Let me get on it here. Bountifully. You know what the first part of the definition for bountifully is? It's not a hundred bucks versus a dollar. It's not 
10 cabbages opposed to one. It is fine speaking. Fine speaking. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Fine speaking, that is elegance of language. <clears throat> Benefit of largesse. Blessing, a matter of bounty. Speech. We bless, and, and God blessed him saying. God blesses by saying. We covered this before. You bless by saying. Well, in your giving bountifully, even if you're giving in another way, but bountifully has to do with our speech. Has to do with our heart condition, but it has to do with our speech as well. And again, you can look that up if you don't have something handy with you, but that's absolutely what it means. All right. Uh, verse 7. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart. Does it make any difference if your friend's doing so and so and such and such amount or something like that? It's however you purpose in your heart. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Amen. I found myself in one church I was in one time, and I was a very young Christian. Man, and I don't exaggerate, they would go on for 45 minutes to an hour trying to suck and dry what it looked like, and who can give a buck, who can give... Five bucks. I keep going like that. Man, I, I did not like that. And now I know why. Let's pray God and tell you, don't go on with that junk. I mean, that's what they knew, I guess. So, so much for that. But I mean, that's, that's not what this is talking about. Is every man purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. Necessity means somebody's putting pressure on you. For God loveth what? Cheerful. A cheerful giver. That means prompt to do. You're willing to do it. When the opportunity comes and you have something, again, doesn't make any difference if it's a quarter or a dollar or a hundred bucks, whatever it is, if you're prompt and willing to do it, this is what he's talking about. Uh, <clears throat> we have to jump down to uh, verse, I mean, yes, Second Corinthians 9, 8 now, only because I see a time is fleeting by here. And God is able. Well, that's a good, that's a good word right there. And God is is able to make all grace abound to a Jew that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Now this is the Bible we're reading, right? right. This is the New Testament that we're reading. And this is the word of God. And that's what he, and, and the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, I, I remember reading that. That was a year and a half ago you taught somebody. Yeah, right. But we need to keep it refreshed. We need to keep it refreshed. We need to keep our speech seeing and all. And it does us good to look these words up in the, in the, in the Greek language, in this case in the New Testament, and find out what the real meaning of that word is. But you can see, God is able to make all grace abound to you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. So you can abound to good works when, you, when you're full and have no need. You have more to help and aid others with. <clears throat> okay, our notes on this section of 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 8. When we give or sow seed any thought that it will not increase or come back to us as more is not from God. The Holy Ghost is not telling you that. Because it didn't work out right off, you say, ah, man, it doesn't look like this is working. Well, it may not look like it's working, but that doesn't mean it's not working. And then but when our thoughts begin to get involved, and we begin to get a little bit down on that or worrying on that or wondering like that, that's why our profession and our confession is important. Speak the word of God, some of the scriptures that we've just gone through, and declare that because that's what you want to believe. And then that will come to pass. That 638 was all in red. It's very clear declarative statement that Jesus made. We can depend on that word of God. And that is part of our battles when I'm trying to get 
get across. The adversary certainly does not want to see you and I begin to operate in finances in the kingdom of God and abound with plenty. He didn't want to see that. You'll be a nightmare. You already are a nightmare to him. But it'll be even worse. But that's what God wants. Well, how do you know what God wants? Well, where do you think this book came from? Where are these words coming from? Of course that's what he wants. That is the will of God. That's what he wants to see happen. And it will happen. <clears throat> and it already has happened. Many, 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 many in instances and circumstances. Uh, yeah, any thought that it will not increase and come back to us as more is not from God. It is from the devil, the liar and deceiver. It is intended by the devil to become a stronghold in your life. You must cast it down. Well, I'll talk with somebody when I get to church on Sunday see if they'll cast it down with me. No, no, no. You need to begin to realize what you... Your mouth, your words are as good as their mouth and their words if it's coming from the heart and it's the word of God that you're professing. That's what's going to come to pass. <clears throat> you must cast it down with your words. Make a choice to unhook from this world system. I don't have a chapter and verse for that line either, but I thought it fit in pretty good. We need to make a choice to unhook from this world system. Well, why would we do that? Because the kingdom of God is much better. Much more, much better. And so, line upon line, precept upon precept, we'll begin to unhooked from the way this world system does it. And the Spirit of God is able to help you and I see that and understand that as it happens in different situations. <clears throat> now we're going to Genesis. What are you going to Genesis now for on the bottom of the page? Well, might be a reason. So let's just go there. Genesis chapter 1. A lot happened way back then. Well, was, was Genesis ever talking about supply and finances and money and all? Well, I think maybe. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. Well, as soon as I can press the right button, I'll be right with you. So, If somebody can get the Genesis 1 and 26 prior to me, help yourself, because I seem to be in reverse gear here. There's Genesis, there's 1. There's 26. Okay. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said. Again, another example. God blesses by saying with words. Guess how you're going to bless? You're going to be blessing the exact same way. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So we can see that God made us in his image and likeness. God gave us dominion over things, and he has not changed his mind. And he blessed us, and he wants us to be blessed. And we can be blessed and will be blessed. <clears throat> now we're going to couple that with the very next chapter. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. <clears throat> and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. We're nothing but dirt bags. No. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
That's how he found us, from the dust of the ground. We spent quite a bit of time going over that in one of the sessions a long time ago. We don't necessarily have time to do that this evening, but that's how he took us. He just took that, but the important part of that was he breathed into our nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. You have life. You have breath. You can speak and bless, and you will speak and bless yourself and others. Same way God did, same way he created us and formed us for those things. God, in our notes, God formed man, God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. <clears throat> My note says, a speaking spirit just like God. We were made in the image of likeness of God, were we not? That's what the book says. And we just read how God blessed them saying, well, we are a speaking spirit just like God. And that's what he wants us to be, declaring. When Jesus was in that boat and they had to wake him, say, hey, wake up. What are you doing? Don't you care that we perish? Ah, oh, come on. He get up. What's one of the first things he did? He spoke to the wind. Cease. In other words, shut up. Because the wind was what was causing the waves that was causing the water to come into the boat and they were afraid they were sinking. And so we're a speaking spirit like God. We need to remember that. That's how we're going to operate. That's how we will operate. When we're not operating like that, that's how the adversary gets an entrance into our lives. And if we check up, we have a quiet time to find out, hmm, I haven't been doing this. I've, I've actually had that thought. I've entertained that thought. I've got to stop that. You know, Nick's booby it. Put a halt to it right there. And then form the confession. Look up the word of God that you want to use and then proclaim that. <clears throat> How did God make everything on earth in six days? And God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. That's how he did it. He spoke words. And God said, God planned for Adam to manage this earth by the spoken word. God's planning for you and I to have dominion on this planet. He has not given up on the idea of dominion. Absolutely not. That is his willing goal for us. We're to, have, we're to have dominion on this earth. And that will be activated, that will be demonstrated, that will be put into use by our words, by our mouth. <clears throat> God planned for Adam to manage this earth by the spoken word. You say, what's this have to do with finance? That's what we're trying to say. Finances, money is one thing, but these are all characteristics and natures of the kingdom of God and how it operates. And it has to happen in that area in our life as well. And the adversary, don't think he's going to let you waltz right in to be a millionaire by April Fool's Day. Now, I'm not saying you won't be. You could be. Praise God. Come on back. Bring your tithe with you. <clears throat> but... In order, yeah, that means I still get a few minutes so I can never get to the right page where it is. Uh, I'll just shut it up when it comes again. All right. <clears throat> last line, I guess. No, last couple lines. The Holy Spirit will teach you things that your mind does not know. It's not all right up here in book learning. We are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a body, but we are a spirit. The spirit of the living God dwells inside of us. And so the Holy Spirit is going to teach us things that our mind doesn't even understand and comprehend right now. But he'll teach us and show us those things. In Zechariah 4, 6, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Bottom line, you are a spirit and God speaks to your spirit. He can get a hold of you. If we have an 
here to here, he's not lacking for speaking. We may be lacking for hearing, but he's not lacking for speaking. But he, God himself, the Most High, Spirit, we're born of his Spirit, and he can speak to us in our spirit man. Give us revelation, insight, and understanding. And intends to do that and wants to do that. And it's needful on our end that he does do that. That's why we give entrance to him, give place to him, make an opportunity for it. Uh, okay. Just as a reminder, I'll put them up here so I don't forget them. Not quite yet, but for those of you that need one of the sheets from our previous sessions, or you did not at any time get one of these books, come up and see him, me afterwards. But we have our very capable assistant pastors have something to do for us right now. If you've been... You can just go ahead and start passing them out. Uh, for those that may not have been with us <coughs> from when we first started this, I, I could have looked up the dates, but I didn't. So, But anyhow, the first time I ever thought on finances here, I did one class. And at the end of that class, I wanted to sow a seed, so I gave a dollar bill to everybody. You say, what are you going to do with a buck? Well, I don't know, whatever you want to do with a buck. But <coughs> I chose to use a dollar, so it came to my mind at the time. The next time we did another session, and again, I'm not sure right now how many, now I know that first time was one session. I don't recall after that uh, how many sessions it was, but that time I had the bright idea, I'm going to go get me some $2 belts. I had to order them in the bank to get them, but I finally got them, so. <coughs> and then the time after that, and that one was multiple sessions, I don't know how many, then I passed out a $5 bill. And I can remember one individual here, and I got a kick out of it. He said, well, when are we going to get to 100 bucks? I said, take it easy, take it easy. We, we can get there. First the blade, then the ear. After that, the full coin in the ear. So we did a one, we did a two, we did a five, we did a 10 on another session. Then we went to 15 on another session. Well, this session happens to be 20 then. Hopefully you've got yours already. You say, what are you doing that for? I'm choosing to sow seed. There is this thing called seed time and harvest. So I have an expectation of a harvest. But I also, more importantly, I want to sow it into your life. I want to sow it into your life. <clears throat> and that is why God wants all of us to be able to operate and cooperate with this so we can do for others. When all of our needs are met, there, there is no lack in heaven. There's no small little welfare office for those who didn't make it. There is nothing. It's the kingdom of God. And so that's what he wants you and I to see, what he wants us to be. He wants this church to be so overflowing with finances that we're looking for projects to do. He's wondering where he's going to go after he goes to Africa. <clears throat> That'll be another thing. I'm not prepared to speak on it this evening, but I will talk with Pastor about it at some point. But <clears throat> he will be going to Africa. And how many know it's going to cost more than a Big Mac to go to Africa and back. So, Well, guess what? God's going to give us the opportunity to be a part of that. I would say that would be good seed to sow. And so we can be thinking about that on down the line or whatever. And again, I haven't had a chance to talk with Pastor yet. So, <clears throat> But I encourage you. I bless you for being here in the, in the sessions because you'll hear something. And more importantly... Like I said before, the Spirit of God can say something to you this evening on something I said, but be, it may be greater and beyond even what I was saying because he knows exactly who we are and what we need right now, and he knows the condition of our heart, which is what's important. So give entrance, into, give entrance to the Spirit of God and the Word of God in your life. We happen to be talking this area, and he'll cause the increase to come. All right, let's pray <clears throat> as we wrap up. Father, I thank you again for this evening. I thank you for the opportunity to share your word. I thank you for the
brothers and sisters of like precious faith that gather themselves together because they have an ear to hear what the Spirit's saying unto the church. And we have an expectation for good that the Word of God that's been sown in our lives, as we take it, as we get a hold of it, it'll begin to come to pass in our life. We'll go as, you know, 30, 60, and 100 fold. We'll grow in this. And we'll be blessing this so that we'll be able to be blessing to others. And again, I thank you for this opportunity for all of us to be here this evening. And I thank you for it now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. dynamic words, go to mytcbc.com. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. So remember to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you.